Hello, and welcome to my podcast. If I sound different to you, it's because I am no longer reporting to you from my apartment in Florence, Italy. But I finally flew the coop, crossed the Atlantic, and went to visit my parents who live in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And I'm currently out walking on a nature trail. So I'm in the middle of the woods yet again. So I figured I would greet you all from here. Today's podcast, I thought I would give you a little bit of information on what international travel is like right now, because I just experienced both the Italian rail system. I took a train from Florence to Rome, and then I went through all the COVID protocols. I had to get my test, and then I, of course, went to the airport. I took one of these flights they call COVID-free, and I flew Alitalia from Rome to JFK, and then I transited to LaGuardia and flew to Washington, D.C. So I've experienced both the American and the Italian airline system, and I can tell you a few things that have changed and a few things that have not, and thought maybe this would get you motivated for some travel later this year. We hope lots and lots of you can come over to Europe because we sure need visitors. We're hoping that things are going to be nice and safe starting from the summer. So, of course, we'll have to wait and see what happens. <laughs> Make sure you check with uh, whatever destination you choose to see what the conditions are on the ground. But I found my flight to be very, very easy and... It's just amazing. Seven months. I wasn't allowed to leave the city limits of Florence, and here I am all of a sudden walking by some marshy flats along the east coast of the United States. Massive loblolly pines swaying in the wind above me instead of the usual cypress trees. It feels so great. So great. I'm ecstatic. <laughs> so stay tuned here. I'm going to take you through my trip, starting with my trip to Rome. I decided to take a little two-hour walking tour through the city, and boy, was it amazing. I saw the Spanish steps covered with rhododendrons. I saw the Pantheon nearly empty. I saw a fantastic French church dedicated to Le Roi Saint-Louis, French king. And I went through the Piazza Navona. I went to the Campo dei Fiori. I sat down and I had a beer, checked into my flight online, and then met a friend for dinner. So it was great. So I'll take you on a little walking tour of Rome and then talk you through some of the protocols for getting through your international flight. So stay tuned. I am now about to board my high-speed train down to Rome. It's a rainy day, but the sun's supposed to come out by the time I get there. So I can't wait. First time out of the city limits in seven months. Bring it on. Well, part one is done. I made it to Rome. It always surprises me how big this city is compared to Florence. It feels like it took a half an hour just to walk through the train station. Now I'm going to find my friends who have a little hostel just a few blocks from the Roma Termini train station. And then I'll go walk around a little bit. Oof, listen to my bag on those cobblestones. So I got to my hostel, all right. It's actually, I have a private room with a private bath. So it's not like I'm sharing a room with bunk beds with teenagers. There's no one else there anyway because the city is still closed pretty much to tourists. But I decided to go explore a little bit, so now I'm at the Piazza di Spagna, where you have the famous Spanish steps. There's quite a few people around, which is nice, and lots of cops. It's a short walk from the Spanish steps to the Trevi Fountain. Would have been even shorter if I knew where I was going. 
I don't come to Rome that often. And when I do, it's almost always in the presence of a local who shows me around. So it's really rare for me to be here on my own, wandering around, following a paper map. <laughs> very, very old school. Now I'm standing in front of the Trevi Fountain. It's amazing to see it like this. I would say there's about 25 tourists. There's about 10 cops. And there's six nuns. <laughs> All wearing dark blue with their dark blue wimples and practical shoes. Definitely not used to seeing this without hordes of people. Now I'm going to make my way over to the Pantheon. Now I'm inside the Pantheon, but I have my mask on. So I can't talk very loud. <laughs> Listen to this beautiful echo in this amazing building. Well, I was walking randomly. I must be next to some important government office because there's guys in camo with uh, machine guns. And I see a bunch of uniformed officers all dressed up. And there's lots of journalists and videographers. So instead, I popped into the church dedicated to the French king. In Italian, it's the Chiesa di San Luigi di Francesi. In uh, French, it's uh, l'Église de Saint Louis des Français. And there's some Caravaggios in there, but I couldn't see them because they were dark and I didn't have any coins to light up the lights. Just a super quick hop away, I am in the Piazza Navona. That's the one with all the amazing statues. There's this one of the Four Rivers by Bernini. Uh, the Ganges, the... I can't remember what all the rivers are. Beautiful fountain. Well, there's some tourists here, looks like, and some tourist stuff set up. There's one of those caricaturists who's painting little watercolors on an easel. There's two, a man and a woman flanking the entrance to the square, each of them offering palm readings. So I, I wonder if it's a husband and wife or if it's two rivals. Anyway, neither of them has any customers. <laughs> and I'm not going to get my palm read. Now I've walked over to the Campo dei Fiori, which looks like it's hopping. There's a lot of people having drinks at the outdoor terraces. They got the flower stands up, so that's pretty. So let's see, it's just past six, so I've been out walking for about two hours. <laughs> I haven't covered that many miles, <laughs> maybe one at the pace I've been going, but I've seen so much. It's amazing how much there is to see in the immediate historical center of Rome. And yet it always seems to me to be an immense, huge city that I get lost in, but it's actually very, very easy to connect all the dots. The square is really filling up with people now. 
some people coming in to eat, although it's still pretty early. It's only like seven, so hardly anybody eats at seven in Italy. It's also filling up with like security guards. Protezione civile is like a civil protection, guys wearing yellow vests. So I don't know whether that means they're expecting trouble or they're, <laughs> they're, this is just par for the course around the capital city. We certainly don't have that many cops in Florence. Anyway, this has just been a lovely stopover in Rome. Back to Roma Termini train station this morning. Had to get up early around six. Had my first real bar cappuccino in seven months. Anyway, now I'm about to take the Leonardo Express train to Roma Fiumicino for my flight. So excited. Well, I'm glad I left early because the Rome train station is always kind of a mess. The Leonardo Express direct train to the airport is at track 24, which is all the way at the end of the train station. So it requires a lot more walking than you would think. Anyway, next step done. Well, now I'm even doubly glad that I gave myself extra time because I had to fill out an online form for entry into the state of New York. I also have to fill out two pieces of paper that I have to give at the gate when I board. They asked me a whole bunch of questions. Of course, I had to provide my negative COVID test. So now, even though I arrived at the airport two hours in advance, I only have a half an hour to get to my gate. So thank God the airport is nearly empty, so there shouldn't be a line at security. But traveling these days, give yourself lots of time. Okay, so by the time I got to the States, I stopped recording because, of course, I had to wear my mask everywhere. And who wants to hear a muffled... Plus, I was tired. The flight was nine hours. So a few of the things I found out was that all of those forms I had to fill out on the Italian side, upon arrival, nobody collected that piece of paper and nobody asked me for my app. Now, obviously, I had registered, so somewhere in the records, they know who I am, and if there was any contact tracing, they'd be able to contact me. But, you know, all of that, I think I would say that Italy was very, very prepared, and by the time I got to the United States, no one asked me anything. Uh, so that was very, very easy. The JFK airport was extremely empty. By the time I deplaned and got up to the immigration, I was almost the first one there. Those little machines, if you're registered for the known traveler, where you don't have to wait in line for immigration, those little kiosks were open. Then everything was normal in the baggage department. I didn't have any checked luggage, so I just walked through. So <laughs> between deplaning, going through immigration, walking through customs and exiting JFK, I think literally took less than 10 minutes. So that was pretty amazing. Same thing once I got to LaGuardia, I had to check in again because I was transferring airports. No line at the TSA, no line at the clear channel, which was open. So the only difference on my big international flight, again, it was about nine hours long. They served us food once and it was a it was a hot meal they didn't have all of the special meals available which i understand but for some reason they didn't have vegetarian which i would have thought was a big one so they did bring me a meal at which point we could slide our masks off but in order to maximize safety they didn't have a drinks cart 
So as they came by through the cabin, they distributed little bottles of water to us so that they wouldn't have to hand us a cup. So there wasn't any coffee, there wasn't any soft drinks, certainly wasn't any wine, wasn't any alcohol. Anyway, they served that about an hour and a half into the flight. And for the rest of that nine-hour flight, they didn't have any other service. Actually, that's not true. About an hour before descending, they brought us a little bun, like a little mini sandwich, and another bottle of water. But otherwise, the service was greatly restricted. So a few things about the COVID test. Check with your airline and check with your country of destination what test they require. For example, if you get on the Delta site, which does code share with Alitalia for these COVID-free flights between JFK and Rome, if you get on the Delta site, they say you have to take a COVID test within three days of your flight. From the Alitalia site, it was two days, so 48 hours. So make sure you know the requirements for the leg of the journey that you're going to be flying on first. The test was the antigen test. So you didn't need that more serious one that takes several days to come back. It was fine to get the quick test, even the one that only takes 15, 20 minutes. And Italian cities all offer the test even at a walk-in basis. At least most of them do. As I was walking around Rome, I saw tents set up that said COVID test site. So you could just walk in and they're not very expensive. So it's easy to get tested before you leave or after arrival on either side. The important thing is just to inform yourself of the rules when you leave and the rules for your country of arrival. We're all in the same boat and we're all dealing with the same thing. A lot of people are leaning towards lifting the mask mandate when you're outside, when you're hiking. So I think you'll find, again, depending on where you're flying to, that the situation upon arrival will feel very, very much like your situation at home. So I highly encourage you all to get out there and explore, whether it be near your house, farther afield, somewhere you've already been and fell in love with, somewhere you've never been because you just can't wait for the chance to do something new. If anybody finds their way somewhere near me where I am over in Italy, I'd be happy to show you around. Just reach out. You know where to find my email address. And I wish you safe travels, happy trails, and see you next time. So uh, that's the end of my travel tips podcast. One thing I forgot to mention is that they have a testing site actually at the Rome airport. So you can even get tested upon arrival. It's very, very easy. It's in the main terminal. It's very, very well marked. You just fill out a form. They poke you in the nostrils and you get your results in 20 minutes. Of course, they say that incubation for COVID could take up to five days. So if you get tested immediately upon arrival, that might not actually be a very accurate test of whether you got infected as you were flying. But uh, of course, the choice is up to you. If you do get tested at the airport and test negative, you have that piece of paper at least you can take with you as you travel. I'm going to put some photos of my little walk around Rome and some pictures of my empty airplane and empty terminals over on my blog, which if you don't know is clairintheworld.net. I'd love it if you'd leave me a message over on my blog page or you can drop me an email. And if you have some spare change bouncing around the bottom of your travel wallet, you can go over to the tip your guide page on my blog. 
and, and help fund my next Bloody Mary in the Transit Lounge. So thanks again for coming along. I hope you can get out and travel this year, and I will see you out there. Okay, ciao ciao e alla prossima!